real reason I was able to continue going is because I wanted something more in my life. And there was just no fail. There was no quit. Like my family wasn't rich. We weren't poor. For the most part, I had everything I wanted as a kid. Um, but I also understood like there was rich. There was people. more. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like I had friends that had Mercedes and had big houses and had basketball hoops at their house and stuff I didn't have. Right. right. Like, um, and I knew there was more. And so I was like, I want more. You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. And on today, we have Justin Colby. Uh, Justin Colby and I have some history. Actually, he was one of the ones that helped me get started. I know when I talk to some people, um, you guys always hear me say, hey, I have a relationship with this person and that person. Well, that's what you need in order to get started, really. So just to give you a brief background about Justin, Justin is the founder and president of the Science of Flipping and Phoenix Wealth Builders. Justin is a nationally known real estate investor who's flipped over 1,200 homes since his inception in the real estate industry in 2007. An entrepreneur at heart, he has also shared his techniques and strategies on two podcasts, The Science of Flipping and The Entrepreneurial DNA. Justin is a master at finding deals in one of the most competitive markets. His expertise in deal finding currently finds him working with iBuyers to secure deals in nearly a dozen markets. Not to mention, Justin is a master coach and, and facilita facilitator who's a public speaker and a mentor of nearly a thousand students nationwide. So guys, I want to welcome Justin Colby to the show, a close friend. Justin, I know I didn't do your introduction much justice, man. You got so much going on. Hey, wrap it all up, tie it up in a bow for us and introduce us to Justin. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. First of all, thank you for having me on this podcast. I'm really excited to be here to help you and your tribe and, and whatever I can give. And so, yeah, I've been uh, flipping home since 2007. I was broke, busted, and disgusted. I was literally <laughs> sleeping on a friend's couch. My house just got uh, foreclosed on. The repo man literally just took my car. I had no income. It was tough. Uh, 2006, 2007 was tough. And so, um, at the time, one of my close buddies and I said, what are we going to do? And we jumped into real estate investing full, full steam ahead. And so uh, for those of you that are out there potentially just getting started, maybe you don't have your finances right. Maybe you don't, you're struggling to get, you know, make your way, get your first deal. <clears throat> Trust me when I tell you, I've been there. Uh, and in the, the reality is it just takes grit. It just takes fortitude. Just keep going. Um, and since then I've done, I'm actually, since that bio, uh, I'll change it, but I'm closer to 1,400 deals uh, okay. in my career, um, both rehabbing, buy, rehab, resell, and also wholesaling. Um, and I've done, you know, several hundred subject twos, agreement for sale. So 
you name it, I've done it. Uh, and, uh, you know, as, as you mentioned, I have the science flipping podcast on iTunes, um, as well as the science of flipping Academy, which is like a Facebook group that I just give away free content, free advice, free everything. So that would be a a give for you and your tribe is it's just a free Facebook group, science of flipping Academy. It goes right along with the science flipping podcast where I give more free advice. Okay. Yeah, man. That's, uh, that's what I do. And, And I run a mastermind and and help others try to achieve what they want to achieve in the real estate investing industry. Yeah. I know you're doing a lot, man. Um, Me and Justin, we first met, I think it was 2011 or 2012, something around there. Yep. And I started doing acquisitions with Justin and his partner, Eddie and, and Gabe and them guys really close, good group of guys. And I'm still in contact with them now. So Justin, you were, Broke, busted, and disgusted. You was on your friend's couch, man. Yeah. Why yeah. real estate versus, you know, something else? Yeah, well, when you when you really think about it, I mean, it didn't take rocket science for me to realize where's the real money made, right? Like, where are people really building wealth, building big income, right? And real estate is that. Um, and then you, you turn big income, which would be wholesaling or flipping, into big wealth, which would be the buy and hold and, and you know, hundreds of units and hundreds of doors and thousands of doors and etc. And so it didn't take me long to realize that, you know, I started in sales coming out of college, I went to UCLA, but, um, you know, I realized real estate, you know, you can wholesale a deal for $20,000. I mean, that, yep. that's a lot of money. And, you know, you can do that 10 times a year and all of a sudden you make $200,000. Like that's a lot of money. And you don't need to build this big thing to be able to make a lot of money. And so I realized that out the gates, right? And this is way before HGTV and and Bravo and all these other fix and flipper shows and whatever else is out there. This is like, there was none of that. Like I, Mm -hmm. I had to get going with just my own intuition on how to start this business. There was no coaching. There was no YouTube videos. There was no podcast with me and Marcus. There was nothing. It was like, all right, dude, I'm just going to start cold calling realtors. That's how I'm going to get started because I have no money for marketing. Who has real estate deals with old realtors? So, and, so, uh, so starting out, so that was your strategy. You would just cold call realtors. How did that conversation go? What, I mean, because somebody could, could really use this tool here for someone that don't have any money that can say, hey, let me just get started like Justin did. So what, how did that conversation go? Yeah, well, so at the time, I cold called realtors. I would suggest to cold call homeowners, but I didn't know what I didn't know at the time, right? Yep. Um, And so my conversation with the realtors were more painting a vision of what I was trying to do. Hey, listen, your listing doesn't work for me, um, but I'm looking to buy, rehab, and flip. At the time, this is back in 07, there was transactional funding, which would give you, um, you know, 12 to 24 hours of funding to resell it to an end buyer. So it's like wholetailing these days, yep. really. Yep. Um, and so that was our, our point. So it was like, I would have to call, I would call a hundred realtors a day. I would talk to about 10 of them. Uh, most days, 10 out of 10 would tell me to F off or just like kind of <laughs> laugh. All right, buddy, you go kill it, right? Cause it's kind of a new thing, what I was doing. And finally, after some time, a realtor understood what I was doing, believed in my vision, believed that it could happen and, you know, got our first deal. Now it took me nine months, nine months of not a paycheck, 
no real progress, but just mm -hmm. complete fortitude, complete determination that I was going to get it done and I was going to make something of myself and I was going to become something and make the money I want and create the lifestyle. And I said, I'm going to do this. Um, so, and I think, go ahead. So in those nine months, because I know now, you know, the whole catch thing, catch phrase is, you know, make five grand in 90 days, 30 days and everything yeah. like that. What kind of mindset did you have, you know, for nine months to say, you know what, no matter what, I'm going to get this done? Yeah. So one of the things is um, I'm big on celebrating wins. So along the way, there are little things that would like keep me motivated, right? I would talk to a realtor that would maybe say, hey, we should maybe meet for a cup of coffee. I understand what you're trying to do. And maybe it wouldn't go anywhere, but that yep. one like, hey, let's meet to coffee gets me excited for the next week, right? Gotcha. Um, then I would, you know, somehow come across a contractor and say, hey, let's meet and talk about real costs to some of these rehabs. And that'd get me excited. And so my excitement was able to maintain because mm -hmm. I would look at all the little incremental things that were actually positive and actually get excited about those wins, regardless of a paycheck. But then also, the real reason I was able to continue going is because I wanted something more in my life. And there was just no fail. There was no quit. Like my family wasn't rich. We weren't poor for the most part. I had everything I wanted as a kid. Um, but I also understood like there was rich. There was people. more. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like I had friends that had Mercedes and had big houses and had basketball hoops at their house and stuff I didn't have. Right. right. Like, um, and I knew there was more. And so I was like, I want more. Right. And that determination and unwillingness to bend because I knew I could do it. Um, and by the way, just so we're clear, this also happens along your career. So the Absolutely. thing that got yep. me to get going and to got my first paycheck is the same drive motivation, um, and fortitude that happens when you have challenges, because when you have a challenge, you could quit. Yep. Right. So yep. it, that never stops. And so that's why a lot of people have a hard time being entrepreneurs because they don't know how to rev that engine and, or they're just not passionate enough about a, okay, the thing yeah. they're doing or the desire to really make money in a lifestyle, right? Like people say they want a certain amount of money or they say they want a certain lifestyle, but when push comes to shove and they actually have to put forth work and effort and determination and sacrifice, a lot of people kind of like, ah, oh, this, this isn't worth this it. Or, is they, not, yeah. or they blame, right? Oh, this is a joke. You can't do this in my city. Oh, wholesaling here is you can't do that. Or, you know, that doesn't work here. We're different. My city's different. It's too competitive. Whatever. They find out a reason to not allow themselves to achieve it because it's easier that way. Yeah, and that's one thing that I found along my journey is that life is going to test you. You know, you're going to get out there. And if you say, hey, I want to make, you know, a hundred grand a year just getting started in wholesaling, life is going to test you to see if you really want that, if you really want to reach that goal. So you're going to have to have, like you said, that grit, that fortitude in order to overcome some of those setbacks, some of those realtors that say F off, you know, you know, some of those people that say it's impossible, you can't right. do it, you know, your market is too saturated or, you know, some of the other BS that we hear you know, in wholesaling and real estate investing in general. So tell me, Justin, those nine months, 
Now you come to the apex where you got this first deal. How did you get it? Where did it come from? What happened? So it came from that one realtor I mentioned that like understood my vision. He started making offers on my behalf. It worked. He also simultaneously lined up a buyer for me. So literally all I had to do is close it with transactional funding and the buyer was ready to move forward. And so, um, but it took nine months of like making offers. Like we had offers, we had like hundreds of offers accepted at the time. Cause if, if everyone remembers back in 07, the whole world was crumbling, right? Like short sales, foreclosures. So all the homeowners would accept my offer, but they were underwater, right? They owed more than the home was worth. So I had all these offers accepted, which again, kind of kept me going and going going and going, but the banks wouldn't, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to handle it. They didn't even know how to say no. They like, well, what do we do with this? Are we going to lose money? Is that really what's going to happen? So then I'd say the last three months of those nine months were really exciting and disappointing at the same time because I had hundreds and hundreds of offers that were in and accepted by the homeowner and all that stuff. But then it just took one for the bank to approve. We bought it, resold it. Uh, and that once you have that success, once yep. you've proved yourself, you can do it one time. Now the gloves are off, right? That amount of confidence that I now had was boundless, right? Um, and so almost immediately, just like motivation, not motivation, um, momentum. Mm-hmm. When you have momentum and you get your first deal, that's the very best time to go get your next deal. That is not the yeah. time to take your foot off the gas. So like almost immediately we get another deal. And so in my first year, we closed two deals, all of which happened in the last three months in quarter four, right? Um, I only made a whopping $14,000. Uh, yep. and so it's not like I was rich by any means, but again, to be able to see what could happen and to see like, well, I can make a $7,000 paycheck. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Right. And so that, you know, the next year, so the first year we did two deals, the next year we did six, the next year we did 20, the year after that we did 46, so on and so on and so on. Right. And that's, and so, that's the power of that momentum. Like you were saying, that's right. Right. And then you get a little bit of money behind you and then you get some freedom to kind of do some things and rehab some deals and and stuff like that. And so, but again, my biggest piece of advice to anyone getting into this industry is you do not need money. I'm living proof of that. You do not need credit. I am living proof of that, but you do need that belief, right? Believe it before you see it. They call it faith. Right. And that really, and you have to want it. The end of the day, like, it is work. This is not an industry. It's all the stuff that you see out there and it's yeah. all over the place now. Instagram. They make it sound easy. They make it look easy. It's not. You have to work. But if you work, you can create an incredible lifestyle. You can amass a, a huge amount of wealth, definitely in a lot shorter amount of time than taking a nine to five job. Let's put it that way. Right, right. So when you were doing that first deal, kind of kind of want to stick on that because you didn't know what you didn't know. So you were working with a realtor. Thank God that the realtor was willing to submit all of those offers in for you. So um, was this realtor a seasoned realtor or were they just ambitious, just kind of getting started? I think he was more ambitious. He was actually an ex-pro baseball player that just retired. And basically his wife was like, dude, I don't need you home all day long. And so I don't even remember how we found him. But basically, we immediately like connected. Not, connected. Yeah, we immediately connected because when we had coffee, like he was young, he was an athlete, he had that like same type of mentality. Mm-hmm. 
and he was like, I get it. Let's go. Right. Like what else is going to sit at home where my wife doesn't want me sitting at home. Right. (laughs) And it's funny after all of these years, me knowing you, I didn't know that story. That's really kind of how I got started. I ended up finding this realtor. He was willing to put in, you know, hundreds of offers in for me. And then that one just popped. And after that, I met you, I met Gabe, and then we just, things just started snowballing, you know, like that. So, found that deal and that, and he brought the buyer to the table. What all did you have to do? What, uh, honestly, what all did you have to do? Not a thing. I literally signed paperwork and I was done. And that's what I tell people. They are so concerned about, hey, well, what if I don't have the right contract? What if I don't have the right assignment agreement? What if I don't have this? What if I don't have that? And I tell people that, you know, like you said, you just have to get that momentum, get started, and things will start picking up and start going and going. Yeah, and, and, and what I would tell people is don't over, like the what ifs, you could do that, you're, you could kill yourself doing that. What if, what if, what if, sure, what if, but if you just start going, and then you do make a mistake, let's just say you mess something up on the contract. Guess what you'll never do again? That's mess right. that thing up on the contract, <laughs> right? Like you're going to learn. And so that's part of it is like, there's things as, and especially again, this pertains to the newbie, maybe worried about like the contract or the right contract or the assignment or whatever. That same thing is to be said about the more experienced investors looking to grow their business and hire what if I hire the wrong person? What if, well, if you don't go out and just start taking action, you can what if yourself to death. Yeah. Um, and so I really encourage any of you, I don't care if you're that newbie that is worried about the contracts or maybe you're an experienced investor and you're trying to figure out how to scale your business. Like the first thing you should do, A, is get a coach. Like I, to this day, last month, I just hired another coach for myself so I can continue to be better in business. They have nothing to do with real estate, but I'm either a co-owner or an owner of almost seven or seven companies at this point. Like I just need to be good in business also, Mm -hmm. right? Not just real estate. So like the first thing you need to do is have a coach, have someone like Marcus, have someone like myself, have a group, have a mastermind that you can ask these questions to because otherwise you're just out there on an Island and you feel like there's no one you can ask the question to. You need that. So what do you say, Justin, to the people that says, you know, hey, I don't have $5,000 or $10,000 for a coach. You know, how do I find that coach? How do I find that mentor in order to get started? Yeah, I mean, I think, it, let me kind of re-answer the question, is, is a okay. lot of people may not have money for a, a big expensive coach. Right, and I right. appreciate that. But what I would say then, there's other avenues for you to be a part of. Meetup groups in your local city are great. RIA meetings, Real Estate Investment Association meetings are great. But then like I kind of started our our podcast, like I have a free group. It is me every day, every week, posting in there, shooting videos called the Science of Flipping Academy that you can join. It's a closed group, but you just have to request. I keep it closed so the right people can request to be a part of it. I'm in there advising. I'm real life answering questions. I'm doing, there are several groups like that. There's plenty of groups that you can be a part of. The key to that though, is you have to engage. You actually have to ask the question. Don't worry about looking dumb, feeling dumb, like ask the question, right? And surround yourself with people who have done it before. I understand not everyone has 
a lot of money. Listen, I paid for my first coach uh, in 08. Uh, it was $25,000 and I didn't have it. We just talked about my story, right? Yep, yep. In 07, I made 14,000. Well, I sure as hell didn't have 25, but I went and got a loan for it. Because again, that's my belief in coaching. Like, why do you think, have you guys seen, it's, um, it's not a meme, it's somewhere out there, like Michael Jordan while being coached and what he looked like, and then yep. Michael Jordan in his true state true and now what he yeah. looks like. Like, Michael Jordan now does not look like Michael Jordan then, not just simply because of age, but because he doesn't have the same focus, he doesn't have the same accountability, he doesn't have the same drive, because mm-hmm. the coach isn't there. And so... I really encourage it and not all coaches need to be incredibly expensive, but even being a part of these other groups, try to surround yourself with a coach, ask around, be a part of the groups and say, Hey, would you mind if I shadowed you? Would you mind if we, I bought you a cup of coffee and asked you some questions? That's how you do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and coaches and mentors, they can really pick up on those who are aspiring to do things, to get out there and take action. Uh, just briefly from my story, getting started, how I met you and Gabe and all of those guys. Um, I had just moved to Phoenix. I didn't know the East Valley from the West Valley from Central Phoenix, you know, but I had a couple of hundred dollars on a um, first premier credit card and I ran that up 200 bucks, just putting out letters and got a letter and did everything wrong. Got the property under contract at um at its arv put it out there and gabe called me was like hey dude you don't know what you're doing man come in let me talk with you and then from there that's how i met you guys and everything like that so but i was in that vein where i was scared to ask those questions because i was like hey i'm a college graduate i got an mba i don't i don't know this stuff i shouldn't act like I know it, you know, but that was just the vein that I was in. But once I was transparent, opened myself up, then the right thing started being attracted to me. So I'm definitely in agreement with you. Everyone has to have a coach or mentor in order to get, just to get the right mindset. You know, professional athletes have coaches, professional business people have coaches, you know, nurses, lawyers, Everyone has coaches, but when it comes to entrepreneurs, some people feel that, hey, I need to try and figure it out yeah. all my own. It's, it's kind of silly, and, and the, the reality is it really is an investment. And if you want it bad enough, you do need to make an investment in yourself because the reality is, I, like I just said, I literally just purchased another coach or advisor to myself because I just don't know it all all the time. And yeah. if you feel like you do, then God bless you, but like – you will learn you don't. Um, right. So, but that's an investment you make in yourself, in your business, that, by the way, is a write-off, just so we're all clear. Education can be a write-off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just silly. Like, I do understand when you don't have any money at all. I do get that. But if you just don't want to make the investment, that's silly. I mean, you really should. And maybe it's just you need to find the right person, but you really should. Yeah, and then now, you know, crossing over into 2020, there's so many free resources that can help Mm -hmm. you get started. I'm not saying continuously keep that mindset of I want everything free, but you may have to start with those free resources until you build that momentum, until you can pay $5,000, $10,000 for a coach. And again, 
you may ten, pay ten, fifteen thousand dollars for a coach, but when you look back, how much of that education that you put to use, how much money did it actually make you on the back end? Mm -hmm. You may have spent ten, fifteen grand, but you look at the end of the year, you made eighty, ninety, one hundred and twenty off of that ten to fifteen thousand dollars that you invested. So, Justin, being a pillar here, man, in the Phoenix real estate market, how important or how vital is networking, you know, in order to really secure deals? Yeah, I think it's everything. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, here in Phoenix, um, me and Chris Iman have the Phoenix RIA that we put together once a month uh, to bring people together because I want to do it for myself and I know other people need to, right? And so we do it every third Tuesday of the month here in Phoenix, but then I go to other people's meetup groups. I go to Fidelity National Title has these like lunch and learns for realtors. So I talk to them about how to work with investors, right? Um, I'm going like, there's a book, great book out there called Never Eat Alone. Let mm -hmm. me cut to the chase. His point is don't eat alone. Always be eating with someone to network, right? Yep. Um, but like I try to, you know, invite people to breakfast or lunch or coffee or whatever to continue networking so that I can continue to to grow, to ask questions, because listen, I'm, you know, I'm going to sit down with uh, our boy Dan Noma here shortly next week, uh, okay. because there could be an opportunity for us to do some stuff together. So the point being is you never really want to not be networking. Not every meeting, I learned very early in my career, not every meeting equals a paycheck, right? Yep. So you might feel like you're wasting your time or, or, you know, um, oh, I don't want to meet with this guy, you know, whatever. But that guy might know someone you want to meet with, or that guy might end up buying one of your deals down the road that right then, right now, yeah, that meeting didn't see much value, but you never know where that meeting goes. Networking is so undervalued by people. You need to continue to network, right? Too many people now are hiding behind these things, yeah. hiding behind their phones. Um, and you need to get out there. You really do make the effort. Okay. So I know, um, man, you have closed like over 1400 deals, you know, just kind of from that progression. I mean, from 07 to now 2020, you know, what were some of the strategies that you used in order to secure those deals, close those deals? Let's just say in like the first two or three years for those that are just getting started, what strategies did you use to find buyers, find sellers, and kind of marry the two together. Yeah, so kind of when I got started was a different place than because the world was like exploding. The economy yep. got awful. So it wouldn't have as much relevance. So what I was able to do is utilize agents to make offers on my behalf. I was able to actually buy homes at the auction because uh, very quickly into my career, I had a friend that I ran into and he's like, hey dude, I'm, I'm interested in lending some money. By the way, that happens when you start showing you're doing deals. Yep. Um, and then we started kind of going into that space and then leveraging that money with hard money. But what I would say is when I took the business, the wholesale business seriously and really focused on that, I became a marketing expert. That's all I cared about. And so what I would tell for, for those out there that potentially are newbies, I say this to newbies all the time. There's three things I would focus on. I would focus on cold calling yep. and cold calling homeowners and agents, right? But homeowners primarily, I'd focus on door knocking 
And right now, the new fun, hot topic is text messaging. And it's really mm -hmm. inexpensive because you're already getting the phone number to call. You right. might as well also text, text. them. Um, and so there's a couple apps that I use and I have my team use um, that I actually have, I'll give your, your audience yeah, a, yeah. a discount on them. Go to uh, dealmachine.com okay. and you put in T-S-O-F, T-S-O-F, and they will give you a discount. I think he gives you $40 of direct mail. It is a great door knocking slash cold calling slash text messaging. The reason why I say all the slashes because if you do have the gumption to door knock, it is awesome. But you can also send direct mail through it one by one, which is very unique. Okay. And they also will skip trace the phone number of that address. So it's on your phone. It's an application. It's awesome. Go to dealmachine.com. And then I have the owner hook up anybody that I tell to give a $40 credit. If you just put in TSOF, um, I would use okay. that. It's okay. very inexpensive. That would be my number one tool if you are starting that I would tell you guys you need to be using. It is awesome. My team uses it. We still have it. Um, it's awesome. Okay. So guys, I'll make sure I have that in the show notes. That's dealmachine.com slash TSOF. We'll make sure we have that in the show notes so you guys can go and use that. For yeah, and I think it's not slash. Just go to dealmachine.com. Um, but when okay. you look to order or whatever it is, there's a promo code area. Okay, okay. We'll clarify all of that in the, yeah. in the show notes. So thanks for that's that. The, you that's know, the number bit. one app. Number one software. Number one, like, it is awesome for those getting started. So you're saying Marion um, – as many strategies as you can together, you know, cold calling, door knocking, text messaging. You want to surround people, right? So you don't want to just stick to one marketing strategy. Now I still love direct mail. I know a lot of people hate it now. Yes. The return rates are crazy low relative to what yep. they were. Yes. There, there's a lot of people doing it, but it still returns a good ROI. And Absolutely. I can still pretty much bank on for every dollar I put in, I get three out. Right. So we just audited 2019. Every dollar I put into direct mail, I got $2.89 back out. That's a good return. That's a good return. I don't care how, however you want to spin it, it still works, right? And so um, for those of you that have a marketing spend, I would really encourage direct mail. But again, it's more expensive. You have to do it kind of bigger and longer in, in, in the sense of like, you got to send out at least 10,000 mail pieces. You have to do it every single month, right? If you, but the idea is you are doing at least three marketing strategies. I like door knocking, cold calling, and text messaging as the lowest cost, highest return on your investment okay. and time. Okay, that's, that's some great information right there, guys. Justin just gave you four different marketing strategies, cold calling, door knocking, text messaging, and if you have you know a marketing budget, go into direct mail. And it's mm -hmm. funny that you spoke about direct mail. I was on Bigger Pockets the other day and I left the question. I said, is direct mail dead? You know, because all of the information that you see out there on Instagram, Facebook, and everything like that, it's always SEO, text messaging, you know, cold calling. Mm -hmm. And everyone now leaves out, leaves out direct mail. And when I put that post out there, 95% of the respondents said, no, direct mail isn't dead. I'm still using it. And like you said, for every dollar I put out, I'm getting three to five in return. So guys, 
make sure you're hearing it from two people that are in the industry that's doing a direct mail isn't dead. It may cost a little bit more, but you're still getting that return. Mm -hmm. So Justin, when your team is out there door knocking and doing text messaging and things like that, how's the conversation one? So I have a two part question. Who are you targeting? And then two, how is that conversation facilitated? How are you guys getting to the contract? Yeah, so we want to target, like, I, <clears throat> there's a lot of different opinions here, right? But I yep. want to try to target people that are higher motivated, right? So they tend to have um, a length of ownership. They tend to be a certain age, right? And so there's a lot of different lists that we can go on and on about. But I want to have some level of, like, pre-foreclosure, probate, inheritance, um, uh, vacant. I like absentee homeowners. Those are probably some of the highest motivated lists. However, I also want them to have equity. Um, and so there's other kind of filters that we focus on. Okay. Um, but the reality is when they call back, the conversation is just honest. The conversation is pretty straightforward. Just, hey, you know, thank you for giving me a call back. Um, love to talk to you further about your interest in selling. Let me ask you a question. Have, have you been thinking about selling for very long? And I kind of start in a general sense because I don't want to go straight to how much you want for the home. Right. Now you, you need to have a component of salesmanship. I know a lot of people don't like being a salesman. They don't believe they're good at it. Well, life is sales. Kids are the best salesmen of all time, right? Absolutely. They will figure out a way to get you to give them what they want. And they don't even know what they're doing, right? So in these conversations, you know, when they do call back from my letter, my first thing is I want to align what they value in the conversation. What are they looking for along with my value, right? Mm -hmm. So that way our values can be aligned. If you can align value, that's when you're starting to build rapport. And when you're building a rapport, they tend to be able to move that conversation along faster. Next, you know, you set your appointment and then you're able to you know, potentially make an offer if, okay. if all things look right. Okay. So Justin, we're, we're going to take a brief break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about that rapport building. So we'll cut in, have a brief word from our sponsors and we'll get back to rapport building. PropString is the industry's number one tool for locating distressed properties and connecting with highly motivated sellers with hundred percent coverage across the U.S. PropStream provides a deep dive into any property-specific details, making it easy to generate lists of distressed properties and contact to the owners. No other product or service can compare. Gain access to MLS property details like expired listings. You can pull accurate comps, even sale prices in non-disclosure states. This information is typically reserved for licensed real estate professionals, but is also available to you in PropStream. Gain access to unlimited nationwide property search, comparable home sales, targeted marketing lists, and owner contact lookup, built-in marketing tools, hundreds of filters to search and sort leads. Start your free seven-day trial now by going to crowd.propstreampro.com slash we love Okay, Justin. So you were speaking about rapport building. How do you build that rapport, especially for newbies? Let's look at a newbie perspective. What are some of the things that you can use to build rapport, especially when you're talking to someone over the phone? You're not looking at them. You can't, you know, visualize their surroundings. So how do you build rapport with that individual over the phone? It starts by asking questions, right? And so you want to be question-based selling. 
<clears throat> and so what that means is if I'm talking to you and you call me back and I'm going to say, hey, how long have you been thinking about selling? Where are you thinking about moving? Um, when would you like to sell? Uh, what has been the, the reason for this thought of selling? Why haven't you sold first or already? Why aren't you listing it? That last question, a lot of times, it's hard for people to ask because they feel like they're giving the seller some sort of idea to go use a realtor. Yep. Well, realtors have been around forever. The homeowner has had that idea if they've ever thought about selling, but instead of doing that, they're calling you. So ask them why they haven't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And all of those things allows you, those questions allow you a to start figuring out where their motivation lies, where their value lies, but also allows you to build the rapport. If they say something like, oh, I'm gonna sell my home and I'm gonna to move to Wisconsin, I would be able to say, oh, what part of Wisconsin? I would go there every single year, every summer with my family um, for a ski and fishing trip. What part of Wisconsin are you gonna to move to? Yep. I would be able to bring in something personal about myself and connect with them and when you do that, you now are actually building rapport. They start to like you. People want to do business with people that they like. Even more so, people want to do business with people that are like them, right? And Absolutely. so that is how you start to do that. But it starts with your questions. Um, and, you know, it's not always price. I can't tell you how many times we have gotten a deal done and we were not the best price because we helped them with what they valued in the transaction, not simply said, here's my number, take it or leave it. Yep. And that's, that's a big misconception for newbies. One is that they think that, well, I got to offer the most in order to get the deal. That's not necessarily true. Like you said, I've talked to hundreds of sellers and a lot of them, price really isn't the concern. It's, you know, can you really help me solve my problem? What's right. my situation? And it's, and when you're having that conversation, I always tell people, ask your question and just shut up. That's Let it. them talk. People will tell you everything that you need to know if you just ask the right questions and just shut up and let them talk. That's it. hundred percent. Okay. So Justin, we're going to roll into our uh, fire round here. This is our fire round. So answer these questions as soon as you can, as quickly as you can. So starting over, what would you do differently? I would have focused on marketing first, uh, regardless of budget. I would have been focused on marketing directly to the homeowner versus the, the other avenues, the realtors and the auctions and things that, you know, I was focusing on. Okay. And what do you believe is your greatest commodity outside of capital? Uh, people. I'm great with people. I'm great with helping and educating, but I'm a people person. My strength is people. Perfect. Okay, and what do you think is one thing that you could do to be more productive? Uh, just continue to refine my, my uh, well, I'll show you. My notebook, right? And gotcha. my tasks and the planner that I use and just refine it, you know, really hone in. Like one of the things that you need to do to be more productive is cancel all the distractions. So for example, we're doing a video recording. I have an option to keep this video recording smaller on my computer and then I'll be able to see all the tabs that are going on. And if anyone's text messaging me and it did someone send me an email and all the notifications and then I get distracted. 
And then yep. I'm not focused on what I need to accomplish, which is to crush your podcast, podcast. right? Yep. And so that is something that constantly takes resolve to keep turning off your phone, like focusing. If you can do that, and if I can do that and continue to be better at it, we will accomplish more. Absolutely. Sounds great. So what do you, what is your ambition? What drives you, Justin? Um, that's a very good question. I want more. I want to experience life in a way that maybe my family didn't get to. Um, funny enough, the older I get, the materialistic stuff starts to not be quite as important. Yep. I still yep. like nice stuff. I'm not going to say I don't, but it definitely becomes like being able to spend those moments with, with people that I love and fun and, and doing fun stuff. Right. Um, that really is what drives me at this point, And that takes money. I mean, I hate to say it, but like, you don't get to go on vacations and do fun stuff and, and, you know, have weddings and all this stuff without money. And so money is the ultimate driver because it affords me to have what I ultimately want, which isn't necessarily Ferraris and uh -huh. mansions. It is time and fun and experiences. Right. And so that's really what drives me is I want that ability. Okay. All right. And I know you're a big reader, man. Um, yeah. What's, what's the latest business book that you've been reading? Oh man. Um, Organized Tomorrow Today was a great one that I just reread. Organized okay. Tomorrow Today. There's just so much to take from that. I mean, it is, there's a lot there. Um, okay. I also would say The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy yep. is yep. another. I mean, I could give you 40 of them, right? Like I try to read, <laughs> you know, two books a month. So um, okay. those are just a couple. I think... The, the, the more I get into business and the more I try to help others, I've come to the conclusion that it's not necessarily that they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. It's more they don't know the management of their time and efficiency and what is really of value versus what is just keeping them busy, right? right. So like we talk about RGAs, revenue generating activities. So I do a lot of text messaging for our company direct to homeowners. Like I said, that's like mm -hmm. my number one go-to right now. Um, and so I block the time to text message, but then again, I turn off everything else. So my screen is only the text messaging. My phone is off and I have a two hour block and that's all I do. Um, and so the efficiency of doing that is a lot of times what really moves your needle is focusing on what will make you get a deal versus like, Oh, I got to build my website or, yeah. Oh, I got a whatever. Right. That, mm -hmm. that doesn't actually move Get business cards. And that's right. All so, that kind of nonsense. That that's the big one. Okay. All right. And then what about real estate book, man? What is the latest real estate book? Real estate book. I tend not to read real estate books, not because I don't believe in them, uh, but because I'm a part of several masterminds. Um, okay. and I'm so ingrained in always knowing the oh, newest and what's yep. going on in real estate. I think books right or wrong kind of are more conceptual in the real estate space. Um, you know, I've read the Donald Trump books before he was who he is now and, mm -hmm. um, the Robert Kiyosaki books and I've read even Dean Dean's books. Yep. Um, 
they're not quite as granular as like being a part of a mastermind. So, but again, to your point, if for someone who doesn't even have the money to be a part of a mastermind, YouTube, go to my YouTube, Justin Coldy. I have YouTube videos on top of YouTube videos that give you real knowledge. So I just haven't read a real estate book in a long time. Okay. Sounds great. And what do you believe is one characteristic? I know you hinted on it earlier. What is one characteristic that you believe a new investor needs in order to be successful? Fortitude, patience. I think people want stuff too fast, right? We, we talked about it briefly, like, you know, get your first deal in 30 days. Can that happen? A hundred percent. Yes, it can. But are the odds in your favor to do that? Probably not. Right. But then you have to have patience and you have to remain to have high fortitude and willpower and drive along the lines with patience to get your yeah. first deal. And if you can have patience with your drive and fortitude, you combine those two, you'll win. Okay. Yep. So you guys hear it from Justin Colby. This man has flipped over 1,400 homes. He gave you some solid content that you can take and you can use right now so justin tell me what's next man what's next for you for the science of flipping for phoenix wealth builders yeah um a lot man we got a lot going on uh science of flipping you know the podcast the the facebook group as i just mentioned have everyone go over there i'm happy to help out and give free content at science flipping academy and facebook um and follow me on instagram the Justin okay. Colby or the Justin Colby on Facebook. I just give away all content, right? So the Justin Colby on Facebook and Instagram, follow me there. But Phoenix Wealth Builders is just head down doing deals in Phoenix. We both know how difficult Phoenix is. Yep. Um, yep. And so we have a small team and we're running hard and our heads are down because I really do believe, you know, it still maintains profitability. Um, it just takes a different pivot to it, right? Like there's all these eye buyers here. So how do we navigate with that? This is why I'm meeting with Anoma. Um, so there's just other things, but Phoenix Wealth Builders is going to keep doing what we're doing in Phoenix, man. Sounds great, man. So Justin, we have all of your contact information, your Instagram, your YouTube channel. We'll make sure that information is in the show notes. So cool. before, we, before we sign off here, man, what is one last tidbit that you will give our listeners uh, that they can use and take to, to take action right away? Well, I was going to say with just keep being a student, keep listening to Marcus, right? Is, is it, you can only do what you know what to do, but then Marcus or myself or anyone can't make you do it. Right. And so that's, that's where right. you got to dig in a little bit deeper, but being a big student at all times, never thinking, you know, it all continuing to take action, taking massive action will get you results. Sometimes it's bad results, right? Like, you mess up the contract. You took action. You didn't know what you were doing. Didn't nope. pan out. But then you learn from that, right? And so one of the things that I talked about for my 2019 is I had an incredible year, but then I had some challenges, and I learned from those challenges. Um, and, you know, those are the things that you need to do as a newbie. Get started. Get going. Make offers. Be nervous. Put yourself outside that comfort zone and just take action and continue to be a big student. All right. Well, guys, you heard it from the man, the myth himself, Justin Colby, uh, 1,400 homes, uh, flip, you know, wholesale, hotel, coach, success, principles, entrepreneur, everything. So, guys, you heard it here from Justin Colby right from himself. So, guys, make sure you have the tenacity and grit and take action. All of the contact 
information for Justin will be in the show notes and all of the books and, and resources that he recommended will be there as well. So guys, always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy.